Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. So today I have a very special guest, Edie Nathan, who is an author, public speaker, and licensed therapist with over 20 years of experience. She believes that everyone experiences grief throughout their lives. Grief is not just about the death of a loved one, but the losses we experience in everyday life. Grief is hard to talk about, but Edie teaches you to dance with your grief, to know it as a way to know yourself. Whether it is the loss of a loved one or the loss of a limb or the loss of the life you once knew, it is your soul that offers the answers to relief. An essential element in her practice is to offer clients the chance to combine psychotherapy with the deeper, more spiritual understanding of the self. She is dedicated to helping people understand their grief, cope with the fear and struggle that holds them back, and learn to live fully. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Edie, I'm so excited to have you on the show today to talk about everyday grief that is not just limited to death of a loved one, but it's something that we experience on a daily basis. And I'm just excited to have you on to help us navigate through the the grief that we experience. You know, I'm so happy to be talking about this because so often we just think that, oh, grief is associated to the loss of a loved one. And of course it's associated to that. But we have what I call the big G's and the little G's. And so for us to be able to kind of dissect what that means and to have this fuller conversation around grief and loss is terrific. So thanks. Thank you. So if you would, please let me and my listeners know about your personal experience. You do a lot um, with grief and you've written a book, um, but I'm sure that your personal experiences have played a significant role in the career that you're in now. So if you can just share um, whatever you would like to share about your experiences and how that led you to the career that you're in now. You know, we can often think that we plan exactly what we're doing and yep. uh, we know exactly <laughs> the path that we're going to be taking so and, true. and then something comes around and hits us in the head and then we say, whoa, I guess, I guess the plan that I made uh, isn't exa- exactly going to happen the way that I thought. And, and that's really what happened to me on so many different levels. So, yes, I, I wrote this book on, on grief, and uh, it's called It's Grief, The Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss. And it, the key word for me is not even grief, it's self-discovery. Because mm. through the little losses and through the bigger losses, 
that's what began to define me. That's what began to like let me know, oh, hmm, I think this is what my path needs to be. It's not going to be being in the corporate world and being a trainer. I'm actually going to have to kind of look at myself and look at having been a, a sexual abuse survivor and mm. having lost my husband at 27. And wow. Having dealt with being very obese and losing weight and all of those things. And I was like, wow, those are all pieces of grief. They're mm-hmm. all they're all discussions around the ways that we can lose ourselves and the ways that we can actually learn about ourselves in a very rich, defined way. And so what happened for me was those experiences led me to this birthing of myself and understanding of myself and new conversations that that got erupted almost like an internal like volcano that just won't shut shut up and it just (laughs) says nope you gotta pay attention yeah pay attention right yeah and so I had to pay attention and so the conversation has really been about how to how to own it how to Mm. how to dance with it and what I what I mean by dance is it's not like these memories or my losses will just go away but what they do is they inform my sensibility, my mm-hmm. assessment of the world and me in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Wow. Yeah, I think this is a really important conversation. Um, I, and I think it's something that everyone can relate to, which is why I wanted um, to have you on. And how long ago was it that you wrote your book? So the book's been out a little bit longer than a year. Okay. And uh, it was a, a very long process, and uh, a lot of grief uh, took place in writing the book. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and and the reason because again it's like facing the self, and I don't know about your listeners, but I'm a perfectionist, and perfectionism. <laughs> you are too. Oh okay? yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd write a chapter, and then I'd rewrite it and Mm -hmm. then I'd rewrite it again and then I'd say oh no you know I think that part needs to be taken out and then it was like oh I'm mourning over the fact that I had to take this this part out and it was such an interesting process of of owning and letting go and owning and letting go yeah and right and and it is a dance and we have we have in our lives that owning and letting go, whether it's with our with our children, in our relationships, with with who we are and who we want to be, and maybe we have a dream, but in order to achieve that dream, we're gonna have to let something go. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it's right? hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. It's it's really hard. And being a therapist, so I'm a therapist in private practice here in New York City, and mm-hmm. being a therapist, you know, so often, you know, people want to know, well, what's wrong with me? What's my diagnosis? Yeah. And, you know, I don't think a diagnosis helps us at all. Gotcha. Because anxiety can be part of grief. Depression can be part of grief. Role confusion can be part of grief. 
And Mm -hmm. so instead of trying to figure out, well, what's wrong with me? How about asking, what am I yearning for? Yeah, yeah, that's good. What didn't I accomplish? What's missing? What's feeling lost? And and that's on just so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say are the most common misconceptions that you've come across, whether from your own experience or just from your, your experience with your career um, as a therapist? What are the most common misconceptions you've come across associated with grief and just dealing with trauma? It's such a it's such a intense great question because so often we're pigeonholed into um, this box of oh you're grieving and you'll get over it and then you're gonna go on with your life yeah. and it's like whoa no stop stop no no you are forever changed yeah. as a result of meeting this fate yeah you know mm-hmm. after having lost my husband. I was forever changed Absolutely. after have right? Wow. Yeah. After being a survivor of sexual abuse, though I was young, mm-hmm. I was forever changed. It would forever change me. Uh, and so it's not about getting over. It's about learning to live with. That's so good. So good. Exactly. exactly. And how do you live with it so it doesn't crumble you? Yeah. So it doesn't make you diminished mm-hmm. but actually can empower you can give you a voice can can help you harvest oh your sensibility your sense of self your desires and to listen with your own truth and with your own integrity mm-hmm. yeah wow what are some some practical ways that we can learn to live with grief or as you put it dance with grief so part of dancing with it is is finding your voice okay and finding your voice means that if someone says something to you that really doesn't feel good speak up Mm. we and i don't know you know the whole demographics of your audience but as women i i kind of think that we've been taught over the years to kind of keep our mouths shut yeah you know shake our heads put that nice smile on and just act like it doesn't matter but meanwhile it's eating at you absolutely and there's a way to to let grief help you find a voice so so somebody says oh don't worry honey you're gonna get over this and instead of saying yes ma'am i'm gonna get over this it's like no you know what actually i'm not gonna get over it i may not want to get over it I may just want to learn how to live with it. Got you. Yeah. And so this is a, it's, it's a brain changer. And yeah. I guess the other thing that I'd love to share with, with you and your, your audience is, is that your brain is your greatest advocate here. Mm. Grief is a great, is a great teacher and your brain. We know that the, that the, all of the connections within your brain, they can change. And no matter how long you've been in this cycle of grief, you can you can break the cycle. Doesn't mean you're over it, but it means that it's not devastating you anymore. Yeah. And and so the conversation, the the thought process, what I call the and it's not my term, but the cognitions, like the negative cognitions, like oh I I I, I should. It's like don't should on yourself. I should be better. Changes mm-hmm. from that to, well, what can I learn about myself in this moment, and yeah. how can I use this moment? Yeah. 
Yeah, that is so good. And it's, it's speaking to me personally too. Um, just, you know, we all have our things that we, that we deal with and that we're hoping to get over, but you, you're bringing this reality of living with it. And honestly, that, that's how it is most of the time. Um, and I think people have well intentions when they say, um, you know, forgive and I guess the, the, the disconnection between forgiving and forgetting. And I think you have kind of added a different spin to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You bring up such a good point about the forgiving and the forgetting. I, I am a big advocate of learning how to, you know, be in forgiveness. Yeah. Because when you're not in forgiveness, then you're walking around in that anger and in that agitation. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean you forget. Absolutely. It means you're wide awake. Yeah. It means, okay, I'm going to be awake to whatever is going on around me. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, be taken advantage of. I'm not going to allow myself to be hurt the way that I was hurt. But that doesn't mean you don't forgive in a way that just can sit with you in a different way. Yeah. You may need to distance yourself from the people who've hurt you. Okay, fine. But to walk around with that angst is is uh, like soul crushing. Absolutely, it's it's the heart behind it, the intention, and also the emotion behind it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. really good. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. And and you know the the other piece to this conversation around grief is that mm-hmm. grief is like your fingerprint. It's as individual as you are. So mm-hmm. no one, no one experiences experiences it exactly the same way. Yeah. So the way you experience it is going to be vastly different than the way I experience That's it. That's true. Or, you know, our neighbor down the street experiences it. And so don't make assumptions that because this is what you're going through, that's what someone else is going to be going through. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. And it causes you to be empathetic and just remember that just as human as you are, the person... Um, on the other end is equally as human. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's exactly right. And yeah. and in that humanity, your your experience is going to be different. It's kind of like you know, the way I see a sunset is going to be very very different than the way you see it. We might say, "Oh my God, look at that gorgeous sky," yeah. but you might be concentrating on the orange, and I might be concentrating uh, yeah. on the yellow. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, it has and a different meaning. That's right. It has a different meaning. And the other the other piece to this is there is a point in the grief reaction that becomes um, complex and it becomes complex for those folks. And there's no timeline, but those folks who really stop living, Mm. they stop working or they stop eating or they stop socializing. And those are the people who. You know, we can say, okay, so yes, you can learn about yourself, but please know if you are finding, any of you are finding, oh, you know, I just, I'm just cocooning myself or I'm, I, I, my, my eating is off, my sleeping mm-hmm. is off, I, yes. I don't feel like socializing anymore, mm-hmm. get help. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, there's nothing wrong in talking to professionals. And Absolutely. sometimes your friends can't help, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a lot to place on them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. that's a lot yes. to place on them, especially because they're dealing with their own things. 
That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, that is, that's so true. Um, what would you say to someone that is currently, you know, getting over trauma or dealing with some of the experiences that you experienced? What advice would you give them? Don't rush this process. Mm. You, you actually do have a lot of allies. And mm. these allies are maybe hidden. You don't even know that they're there. And you may, through this process, lose people in your sphere. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you may gain people. Yeah. And one of the things I, I always suggest people to do in this exercise is actually in the book, where you, you, you draw two circles. And one circle is before and the other circle is after. And you put yourself like a little dot in the middle of each of these circles. And then there is your friend and family group before the loss or trauma and then after the loss or trauma. And see what's shifted. Mm. See what your feelings are about the people who've maybe come in closer or people who have really stepped further away. And that is the beginning of being able to see, gee, I wonder what's shifted here. Mm. How have things really um, changed in, in, in my world? We're also, to be honest with you, the, the, everything that is going on right now with COVID-19, mm-hmm. it, is, it, it is making people feel afraid. Absolutely. They're hyper-reacting mm-hmm. uh, and because they're scared. And, yeah. and, and we're all scared. Okay? Yeah. We don't have enough information. We don't exactly, exactly know, right? Yeah. And so you, all of a sudden, what, what may have been a a past something that happened to you in the way 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 past mm-hmm. coming to the situation surface. yeah yes all of a sudden things start to to come up memories start to to happen that yeah. you didn't even remember yeah you didn't, like you start to they start to resurface and yeah. just understand that this is a not this this is normal for, for, for many folks mm-hmm. and so if there's anxiety if there's anger to take note of what you're feeling yeah. uh, in terms of anxiety one of the things that we know is that when people are anxious they feel like they can't breathe I don't know if that's yeah. ever happened to you it has it's certainly happened to me absolutely and so what we what's the message we give ourselves I can't breathe I can't breathe I yep. can't catch my Freak breath out. oh my mm-hmm. god I can't breathe when, when you're feeling this anxiety and you're feeling like you can't breathe and you just feel like, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't catch my breath, what am I going to do? And if you just hold your breath and hold it and hold it and hold it, and I usually say, you know, hold it for a count of 10 and then let it go slowly, like almost like just really, really slowly, mm-hmm. and then what you're telling your brain is, oh, you know what, I am breathing. Yeah. And and so you can start to correct the false message that you're giving yourself. Got you. And it begins to regulate the breath. And then your heart begins to, you know, calm down and, you know, the the, 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 the sticky wet palms can start to calm down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and another thing that also helps if you are by a sink and you're starting to feel that sense of anxiety, go wash your hands in some cold water. Hmm. It can also just re-regulate you. It can change what's going on in the brain. 
and then sing a song like row 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 your boat because most people know row 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 your boat yeah and if you can sing a song <laughs> right if you can sing a song row 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 your boat you're breathing got you and and you know how you just laughed so you begin to laugh at yourself a little bit and if we can laugh at ourselves a little bit it can also calm us down got you those are really good i'm i'm taking notes i just okay. <laughs> I really am. These okay. these are really good. And I found like from my own personal experiences over the past few years, I've had an increase in anxiety. Yeah. And um, so I'm always looking for, you know, good, good notes that I that I can take um, and definitely have been looking into, you know, therapy and things like that. Um, but those are those are very good. And I, I do acknowledge that not everyone is able to go to therapy and you know things like that so I always right. try to share information with with my listeners um for those that may not be able to um you know have that opportunity that they can at least have somewhere to start so right. I, I appreciate are, you sharing those. oh mean, yeah yeah and they can know, at least have something to start with <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly right and there's one more one more thing that I'd love to share with you which Absolutely. is anxiety and anger they're they're um they have a relationship with one another okay so if you're experiencing anxiety especially around a grief reaction or around trauma mm -hmm. there's a really good chance that there's some anger that's associated to it that's not expressed okay an unexpressed anger will show up like anxiety Gotcha. And I, okay. I'm going to tell you a quick story, if I may. Yeah. So I was on the subway, and, um, and this was a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago. And I was really, it was a, a point in my life when I was experiencing a, tr a lot of anxiety. And um, it was also a time in the life of being a New Yorker where um, people were taking chains off of people's necks you know thieves were just like mm. literally like coming up to you and just like literally pulling a chain off of your neck wow so there I was I was on the subway and um it was really like a, just a bad time in in New York history mm -hmm. so this guy comes up to me and he starts to take off my chain I am really kind of feeling in a panic yeah before he t even took my chain, my heart was, like, really rapid, and I was uncomfortable. Gotcha. And he started to go after my chain. I got so angry, and I took his hand, and I looked at him, and I said, don't you dare. And then he looked at me, and I looked at him. He stopped, and my anxiety was gone. Wow. And I realized in that moment, wow, what a relationship there is between my anger and my anxiety and if I could experience the anger the anxiety would go away would, yeah wow so what I would advise or at least share here mm -hmm. is if you have a lot of anxiety start to like make a make a map like draw another like circle on a piece of paper or okay. on your computer or whatever and draw lines like an octopus lines and then what makes you angry? Like, mm. okay, so when I'm not heard or gotcha. when I'm alone or that my partner left me or that I hate my job mm -hmm. and start to really look at all of these different pieces that are causing you anger and, and see what, 
really looking at them does for you and how by mapping this out, you're mapping yourself and mm. how that begins to allow you to have a different conversation with your anxiety. Wow, that's so good. That's that's so good. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna gonna take that to heart and oh good. And, and these are and all things, that. by the way, that are in the book. Oh yes, so, I plan on getting it. <laughs> and, well, the the other thing about the book is that I the way it's written is that you can kind of go anywhere. You can start anywhere. Okay. I mean, the opening is the opening, and I and I love the opening, but it doesn't matter. You could go to the 11 phases, and you could read the 11 phases, and you could go to another part and, and just read through it. You could go to the part about the brain, and you could read through it. And so you don't need to understand a point of view in order to understand a topic or a subtopic. Got you. Yeah, I agree, and I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the topic of your book, where can everyone find your book and um, just get stay connected with everything that you're doing? Okay, great, great question. Amazon is the best way to, to find the book, and it's just my name, Edie Nathan, which is E-D-Y, and then my last name is Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, and uh, it's, it's Grief and the Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss, and if you want to know more about what I'm doing, my website is my name, edynathan.com. So it's really straightforward. And if you want to get on my mailing list, I send out a free, um, like, downloadable um, meditation that is okay. for you, for any of your listeners. Yeah. And, um, and if when your listeners decide that they want to you know, become part of my mailing list, let me know that you, um, you heard me on this show and I'll give an extra special treat. Oh, yay. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Y'all make sure that you (laughs) join her mailing list and, um, stay connected with her. And is there anything else that you, I know you shared so much and all of it was so good. Um, but I definitely never want my guests to leave, you know, with something that they feel is important. So was there anything else that you wanted to share? That's such a, it's, there's so much. I'm sure, yeah. (laughs) You know, the the best, the best part of, of this journey is that you get to have yourself Mm. and understand that this journey of knowing about your grief, knowing how it comes in, knowing that it's not just about the loss of a loved one, that we experience our grief in in increments throughout the day and disappointments throughout the day that can build up if we don't tend to them. Mm -hmm. So your greatest ally is yourself and it is definitely a hero's journey. That's so good. I love that so much. And again, I really appreciate um, just everything that you are doing for the community and just for being a part of the show and sharing your expertise. Are you on social media as well? I am on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, so um, Twitter. So it's just, uh, and if you go to my website, you can see all the links to to, to get in, in touch with me. Okay, and perfect. please do. You know, I'm certainly open to many conversations. And I just hope that, that at this point that that your your audience um, can stay safe and stay healthy. Absolutely. And, you know, just take care of themselves. And if yeah. they're quarantined, 
to know that um, this is a time where you can um, do all the things that you said. Oh, if only I had, I had time. the time. Yep. <laughs> so now you've got the time. That's so true. So true. And I'm, I'm even taking that myself using it. You know, you have time to reflect. You have time, um, you know, because sometimes we get so busy that that becomes, you know, a cover for grief. That's right. Um, you know, so That's it's right. it's challenging everyone to really slow down. And right. um, we might be surprised what we find out about ourselves, you know, during yes. during this time. And it might be much more needed than we than we expect. Absolutely. Grief and the journey of grief can lead you to the magic within. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much again for thank you for being a part. I really enjoyed this and I have no doubt that my listeners um you know, will enjoy as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Yeah. So make sure that you connect with Edie on social media, check out her website and of course, um, purchase her book if you can. And again, take care of yourselves and use this time to really get in tune with yourself and um, what's important to you, what matters to you. And also the not so, no, not so fun um, things that we come across when it comes to self-reflection and things like that. This is the time to, to deal with that. And if you need someone to walk alongside you, reach out to a professional or someone that you trust um, so that you can, you can come out on top. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.